Hey, everybody. It's time for another episode of the Welcome Back Awesome Podcast, where we talk with people in the community about how they are disrupting and making life better and more magical. I'm your host, Dr. Sweeney. Today, we are extremely fortunate to be joined with Javon McCormick. He's the president and CEO at Scribe Media. Now, Javon has lived, a, I'm going to call it a swan, swan song story, uh, coming from a broken home life uh, in poverty to now the CEO of a multi-million dollar company. He's a public speaker. He's the author of two books, Modern Leader and I Got There. His company is ranked number one in company culture by Entrepreneur Magazine and has helped over, well, you just shared with me, 2,200 uh, folks write, publish, and market their book with their, I'm going to call it their own unique style uh, as they as they share. Um, I really can't wait to jump in and, and learn more here, Javon. So good afternoon. Thanks for joining us, Javon. My man, Scott. What's going on, sir? Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about you and your company. I know that was just a, a soft lead in, but you know, obviously your journey is, has, has been unique unique. Uh, and tell me, you know, tell us, share us with our audience about it. Wow. So where, where, where do you want to start with, man? The the, the journey or, or the company? Well, why don't we do a little bit on the journey and okay. and then on the company? Yeah, absolutely. Man, we'll, we'll, we'll be quick on the journey. I'll try to give you the, the, the quick minute and a half Cliff Notes version because this is what most people are intrigued with. So yeah, my, my I came into the world, man. My dad was a uh, black pimp and drug dealer back in the 70s. When I say black pimp, my dad put women on the street corner. They sold their bodies. And my dad took every dollar. Uh, my mother was one of his prostitutes. Uh, and, and also my dad had 23 children. So I'm one of 23. Oh, I'm, wow. the, I'm the only one by my mother, but my, my dad had 23 children. Uh, my mother was raised in an orphanage. Uh, she doesn't know how she got there or family. So my I have my mother's last name. We have no clue where, why, how we got this last name. But I to this day... Couldn't tell you where it came from. Um, as you know, Scott, my uh, my my partner, my my co-founder, Tucker Max, he's a smart ass. And so uh early on, because uh, like I said, my, my dad had 23 kids. Uh Tucker buys me the damn uh 23 and me um uh, <laughs> test kit and he goes man oh, wow. this was made for you <laughs> so, oh wow yeah man um but yeah you know i mean i was sexually molested by one of my dad's prostitutes oh. age six seven eight years old i was in and out of juvenile prison three different times uh i mean there was a stint where i was homeless uh as at 13 years old i got abandoned in a, in a house for three weeks with three of my half brothers and sisters, uh, Dayton, Ohio, February, no, no one came looking for us. No one knew we were there. Um, so yeah, man, I, and, and I ended up getting reunited with my mother at the age of 15. Uh, she took me to, to be tested and I was testing on a fifth and sixth grade level. So needless to say, man, by time graduation rolled around, this kid wasn't too bright. I never graduated. I had to get my GED during summer school. Um, fast forward, man, I've I've made the majority of my money in the stock market, self-taught. Uh, I was the president of a software company that we scaled from 13 people to what, a year and a half ago, was sold off to Accenture. And so here, here I am with Scribe now, man. I've been here, uh, what, six of the seven and a half years of, of the company's existence. And like, like I said, what's crazy is now I'm the majority owner of the company. That's great. That's such a great story. And, you know, uh, what you just shared in that last little bit, it made me think of uh, a, a recent person that I'd interviewed. And uh, he was sharing uh, about 
his life experience about how he'd gotten through where he was. And he says, you know, I didn't get it on my own or, you know, through my, my skill and my knowledge. He says it was all on grit and, you know, your perseverance with grit uh, sounds like, you know, echoes a lot of the same, you know, similar sentiments. Oh, for for sure. I mean, I I say to people all the time, it's, it, it comes down to choices and hard work. You know, we, we, every day you wake up, we all, we all have a choice, man. You know, are you going to see the world positive? You're going to see it negative. So I've never looked at my, my childhood, my background as, oh my God, why was my dad a pimp? And my mom was a prostitute. I've never looked at it that way. I've made the choice because that's what it is to look back and try to figure out, you know, the positive lessons within my, my childhood. And so, you know, what I tell people now, um, I would go relive my childhood five more times. I'm talking the the sexual molestation, the abandonment, the, the juvenile prison. I do it all five more times to have the life I have now, man. I mean, I've got an incredible life, uh, wonderful wife, four healthy children. I mean, my God, I, I live in a gated community and my kids go to private Christian school. Like I don't live anything. My kids know right. nothing about like my childhood. So right, it's, yeah. uh, it, it's great, man. I, I, but like you said, it, it come for me, it's all hard work and choices. Yeah. Yeah. So share a little bit about, you know, uh, Scribe Media, because, you know, maybe some of our listeners don't know the organization and, you know, the, you know, what you guys do and all of that. So kind of take us through that a little bit. So we, we carved our own lane, if you will. We are the number one professional publishing company in, in the world. And what I mean by that is everyone knows traditional, you know, your big Harper, Collins, Random House, blah, blah, blah. And then there's self-publishing, which we kindly refer to as uh, running down to FedEx Kinko's and stapling some shit together. And so, and then there's us, that's, that's professional publishing. We've worked with 2,200 authors, some of the big names you may know. We did the uh, former Navy SEAL David Goggins. That is one of the yeah. best-selling memoirs of all time. Uh, we we had the absolute honor to be able to publish uh, that book. One of my favorite is we did the book for the Nobel Peace Prize Committee. Uh, coming from a guy that's only got a GED, I thought, man, who, who knew? Uh, so, but yeah, we've worked with the, the CEO, uh, the former CEO of, uh, Chipotle, who took them IPO, Monty Moran. Uh, so yeah, you know, several big names, but the great majority are, are business coaches, CEOs, entrepreneurs that, you know, they, they write their book, uh, for credibility, lead generation, legacy piece. And we, we help the, those authors write publish and, and market their books. Yeah. And, you know, as, as I researched the company myself and, you know, uh, have, have seen some of the, the literature that you guys put out, you know, the one thing that I think is a big misnomer, or at least it was for me, is so many times you hear that from a traditional standpoint, you buy a book and you're going to get this great, you know, windfall. And as you guys put in your marketing, it's like, you're not going to buy a beach house from, from, from selling, you know, from writing this book, but the doors and the opportunities that are going to open up as a result of you becoming an author and writing the book, you know, you know, some of these people have, you know, given their testimony, you know, you're seeing a four, eight time, 10 time, you know, ROI on what it took them to, uh, to write that book and maybe then some. Um, so I think that that's really cool because I think so many times people think uh, that that's what it's going to be is just this big windfall. Totally. Matter of fact, I appreciate you bringing that up. We actually turn away about 35% of the the people who come to us. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the the top two reasons why we turn people away. Number number one, 
uh, they don't have enough content for a book. You know, they they may have enough content for a blog post, but but it's not it's not a book. Yeah. And then number two, and this is very important, uh, we turn them away because they lead with, "I want to sell a million copies and be a New York Times bestselling author." Yeah. And and I kindly tell those folks, I'm like, okay, you're seeking fame, so you got to yeah. call the Kardashians because that's that's their <laughs> business model. Our, ours is we we help people write, publish, and market their books for a purpose. We're looking yeah. for why are you doing this book? Let's define success for this book. And, you know, I, I share this as well. We've there, There's about 250 of our authors who have never sold a copy of their, their book. They give it away for free, but all of them have landed six, seven, eight figure contracts. And that was success for them. They use the book to bring business to their business. Yeah. So it's all about shifting that intent. So, exactly. You know, I, I find it so cool, you know, as a prospective author myself, um, to know that what you guys do as an organization to get, you know, folks ideas onto paper. So I guess for, you know, maybe this is, I'm going to say maybe a selfish question, but also, you know, maybe for the audience, what kind of impetus or push can you share with people who are, I'm going to call it either on the fence, they either have an idea and what they need to do to like, you know, further pursue, you know, what do I need to do to, you know, to, to go further with this? investigate that idea. Oddly enough, uh, and we've all heard this, I mean, most people who really know they have a book in them or have been told countless times, oh, you should write a book, you should write a book. They've been putting it off two, three, five, seven seven years. And the the key is just, we've all heard this, just start, go. Um, you know, and you can research our our page. It's got every question you could possibly. We, we've got answers for it. But uh, the the big thing too, I would say, once you start getting into it, and this is crucial, is if you have to ask yourself the question, you've already answered it. And, and what I mean by that is, I'll, I'll use it on a personal level. If if you drive to the drive through at, at McDonald's. And you're like, man, I shouldn't eat this. Boom. You just answered the question. You know, you damn well, you need to leave that line. You know, or if you open the, the refrigerator, you're like, ah, I probably shouldn't eat that cake. You just answered the question. You so just answered it. Yeah, exactly. So equally yeah. as important when you're doing your book and you're sitting there saying, oh, should I start? Boom. You just yeah. answered the question. Yes. Yeah. Start. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, and, and, and I love the story of, you know, how the company, well, it was then book in the box, you know, kind of came into fruition, you know, uh, and utilized the idea, which is shared and, and specifically in an organization that I've belonged to of the idea of selling a product before it has been necessarily tested or released for sale, uh, when they published Melissa Gonzalez. Yeah. So, you know, right now, I guess the question I would ask you, you know, as you're, as you're saying, you know, you're kind of shifting, shift, shifting things with the organization, are there any other unique or new solutions that either, you know, you're either looking to solve or you need to solve, you know, uh, and, and fill those gaps? Or I'm going to say ideas or additional services that you are looking at moving towards providing your clients. No, I, I really appreciate that. The, the one we're shifting to right now as we speak is really going into what we're calling professional branding, you know, because we, we call ourselves professional publishing. So now we're going into professional branding. What I mean by that is 
people who come to us have a purpose for the book. So, you know, I'll, I'll use maybe one of our wealth advisors. They want to be the foremost expert in the world of, you know, wealth advisory. So now what we're going to do is the book is going to be merely a foundational piece uh, of that professional branding, because now we're going to help you build and, and run for you your YouTube channel. We're going to launch your podcast for you. We are yeah. going to run your email list, your newsletter. And then many of our authors are also speakers. So now we're also going to have scribe speakers. So now we're, we're developing a whole professional brand ecosystem for you to leverage the book in all these different areas, you know, social media and everything else uh, as well. So that's really what we're shifting to because we we noticed that many of our authors, they would do the book with us, but then they would go outside for all of these ancillary services. And, yeah. and, and our attitude was, wait a minute, no one knows you better than we do. You've been yeah. working with us for the last nine to 12 months. We're familiar with your con content. We're intimate with it. So yeah. let's it's just, just a own, more own cohesive. It's exactly. just a more cohesive thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, got it. Makes super sense. That's cool. So again, you know, as we mentioned briefly to be at the intro, you know, your organization, number one in company culture. I mean, and from, you know, a great rep recommendation of, you know, Entrepreneur Magazine. So kudos for that, for whatever you guys are doing. So what could you share? What are your secrets to building and maintaining a strong, cohesive team? I like to use that word. Well, you, you you mentioned it earlier. That was really the the driver for the second book was Modern Leader is really looking at how fractured and, and obsolete the current what I call the broken playbook is in in the business world in America. And what what I mean by that is just take a, take a few of these pieces, if you will, and and look at how we conduct ourselves and we co conduct people. Um, the 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 term human capital. Like, Scott, what the hell is that? Like, are we trafficking people? Like, what, what the hell? And, and so we refer to people as human capital, man. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Or get this one. Um, people are our greatest assets. Um, last time I checked, my investment account was my greatest asset. If you were looking at people as an asset... That is literally a plantation mentality of, yeah. you know, I, I guess if they're out in the field uh, picking the crop and the cotton for you, then yeah, I guess they, they oh, were yeah. the greatest. But now if you're viewing people like that, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, Ooh, that's, that's a bit out of line. And then here, here's a, here's another one. Uh, and, and Scott, I know you've heard this. We've all heard it a million one times. Companies will say, we want to recruit and retain the very best people, the, gr the greatest people. And, and my challenge is to this, um, recruit and retain. Like, I don't want to retain anyone. Go look up the definition. It means to keep possession of. Yeah. I'm not looking to retain anyone. Sounds and like the U.S. military to me. Exactly. So what we want to do is attract and provide. We want to attract great people and provide an amazing culture, wonderful benefits, pay, great work. Uh, fulfilling work. So we, you know, it's, it's really just shifting the way we do business. Um, you know, we put people first, man. It is, again, I got a GED, not a lot going on up here, man. Um, so you know, I make it simple. People process profits. And with those profits, yeah. you can do great things for the communities that you live and work in. But it all starts with people, man. Put people first. Yep. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. So are you as 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 a doctor, I'm just going to I'll come out and ask, you know, do you guys do anything internally to promote like health wellness or uh, a great a great lifestyle? 
So some some of the things that we we do as far as health in wellness is well a, a couple of things. Let me let me back up. Um, not only is it really about health and wellness, you know, for the the we we pay 100% for the benefits, our you know medical, dental thing, things of that nature. Because one of the number one things we hear when people start with is, is oh my god, I, I can't believe I have benefits. I can go to the doctor. I can you know uh, many other people you know are seeing a therapist for the first time for their mental health. So mm-hmm. there, there's so many aspects that benefits really help, and we pay 100% of of medical and dental for for all the people people we work That's with. Great. Uh we do a 100% dollar for dollar 3% match. Uh we have an emergency fund in, in place and then there's multiple initiatives through with, with our 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 folks we work with who have different uh, health and wellness type things going on, be it eating plans that they've put together, uh, yoga that they've put together, running clubs that they've put together. So nice. uh, many different aspects of what we do to provide health and wellness from from top to bottom. No, that's great. That's super great. So one of the questions I always love to ask people is, you know, um, <clears throat> who have shaped and helped influence them either in books or on a personal level, because, you know, a lot of people like to read and I always like to know what people are reading. But then, you know, as I was kind of doing my research on you, I see this YouTube of you mentioning how uh, you mentioned a pimp taught you how to communicate. And I'm like, holy cow, I, I've totally, you know, at that point, I'm just completely intrigued. And, you know, it's obviously so unconventional. So, yeah. Can you share any more about, you know, folks that have either been, you know, those mentors, you know, that have had a big and strong influence on you? It, it, it's interesting, Scott. I, I, I've been asked that question many a time, and I, I've never had any, you know, quote unquote, direct mentors. I've always used society, the world, uh, as my my mentor. You know, through through observation. You know, why mm-hmm. why why is someone doing this? Why is someone doing that? What what's going on here? I've never been afraid to ask questions. To your point, I mean, think about this for a second. You know, I, I I've been. Some people have told me my example is disgusting, but it's where I grew up. It's what I learned. You know, if yeah. you, I learned a lot of communication from watching pimps. Think about this for a second. Yeah. You have to be masterful in your communication to convince a woman to stand on a corner and sell her body and give you all the money. Because what people don't realize is not every pimp is is physical and abusive and, and, and no it, it's the, a lot of what goes on in the quote unquote pimp game it's not all about uh physical control and and you know here's a a great example of what i mean by learning from the streets look up the definition of pimp the definition is a man who profits by the exploitation of a woman well, if that's the definition, the greatest pimp of all time is Hugh Hefner, and we celebrate the hell out of him. So it, it's <laughs> it's mind blowing of how we view things in society. But yeah, I learned a lot of my communication watching uh, pimps talk. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's definitely uh, that's definitely unconventional. But yeah, like you said, it's, <laughs> it's a student, a student of the world, and I and I like that, you know, and and uh, very good. So. In closing here, we're getting ready to wrap up. Um, is there anything that you are promoting or you would like to promote right now? Man, no, you know, we, we're continuing to grow and, and like I said, shifting into to our professional branding. I mean, if you want to learn more about us, of course, you can go to scribemedia.com. 
Uh, but yeah, right, right now we're just, we got some huge, uh, books that are, that are about to publish this, this quarter in, in Q1. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're re- really excited about that. We continue to grow and, and man, it's, it's, uh, it's been, a, been a great run. What about like career opportunities? Are you, are you in a, in a, in a state with that, that you're looking for, um, as you called it, uh, attracting and, uh, <laughs> always, man, we're always looking to attract and provide for, for great people. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, you, it's got, you and I were talking before we came on, what, what's been the most mind blowing thing to me, man, is being named, uh, best CEO in Austin. And then last June being named entrepreneur of the year by Ernst and young. I'm like, man, yeah. like, who, yeah. who expected yeah. that to come from the, I know. the, those, the those guy are some with nice, the Those father. are some nice things hanging on the wall there, Javon. Um, yeah. You, you got to give yourself a pat on the back. So, well, great. You know, it's been great having you on and I appreciate, uh, until next week. See you everybody. My man, Scott, take care, buddy.